0: Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter.
1: I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter.
0: This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows.
1: And maybe some of our second favorites, too. Says I'm recording.
0: And we sound so sexy (laughs) with our new mics and recorder thing. You're the techno, techno, techie guy. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited.
1: Yes, I am too.
0: Yeah, so how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I am great.
1: I love the way you sound. I love your voice. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Yours is pretty dang nifty too. (laughs)
1: It <laughs> Does it sound really good now?
0: It does. Does it sound better now Yeah, for me? oh,
1: yeah. Sounds better when you talk right on the microphone. Yeah. If you guys can't tell, we have new mics, new recording equipment, and this decision was made pretty... What, it, mm,
0: knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> knee-jerk reaction <laughs> decisively.
1: Yes. Yeah, we've been unhappy with the audio. The first two episodes was we had to deal with the situation that we were because we were 800 miles apart so we had to stream our audio you know to record and then the third episode uh we had mics they were wireless lav mics and they didn't do the job that we wanted to do it sounded worse i think actually than the streaming episodes and so we pulled the trigger and got some actual professional recording mics. We're like and
0: super pro now.
1: Super pro. So hopefully pro. hopefully this sounds amazing. 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 Even the whispers. The whispers. <laughs> These mics pick up everything on the whispers. We do. All right. So Oh my Episode
0: god. Episode 4.
1: Episode 4. Yes. Yes. Uh promptly called Who Goes There? Is that right? I miss believe
0: that one. so. Who
1: or who's there? Are you on that information? Who goes there? I was right from the beginning. You were. Uh, the original air date for this episode was February 9th, two thousand fourteen. And I have a quick little summary according to IMDb. Would you like me to read it? Go. O- okay. It was yes or no, but you went with a go. Okay. <laughs> um, summary. Martin is faced with marital problems. The search for Reggie Ledoux leads the detectives to a motorcycle gang called the Iron Crusaders, which Rust worked undercover in the past. That was pretty good. Yeah. that, was, that I like these my, little my, short summaries. <laughs> That's maybe my favorite summary.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Ever. Yeah, so we ended episode three with Reggie Ledoux strolling across an unknown yard. Yeah, did we know his location. name was Reggie? Ledoux? We did know his we name. We did. Was, okay. Yes, yep. we did. Yep. And so that's where we ended, all creepily.
1: Reggie Ledoux was the boogeyman.
0: The boogeyman. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the episode opens on Charlie, uh, the ex-husband of Dora Lang, Charlie Lang. Uh, He's in his jail cell, and he's being interrogated about Reggie LeDoux. He's spilling the beans. He mentions there's a place down south where rich people go to worship the devil. He then mentions the Yellow King. He also mentions Reggie LeDoux, that is, has a spiral tattoo. That's, quote, their sign. And he mentions a Tyrone Weans.
0: Yes, He also mentioned there was so much good killing
1: in that area. That's kind
0: of like good fried chicken or something, you know. know? And he,
1: (laughs) there's so much good, so much
0: good killing down there.
1: Uh, And the way he said that too was like that. He was actually, it it seemed like he was kind of proud of that part. Like he said there was so much good killing down there. Like he wanted in on it. Yeah, something like that. Right. Uh, It
0: sounded, I don't know. Yeah, he just wanted in. He wanted a part of this big whatever, the Carcosa. I think that's Carcosa.
1: I think you're right. And uh, he also mentions that uh, they never met Dora Lang directly. He just uh, talked to Reggie Ledoux about her and shared some Polaroids that she had sent Charlie. So he had something on the inside. So. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't so lonely. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. Women. And
1: polaroids.
0: He mentioned something. I have a fun fact. Do you? Yes. Go for it. Um, he. I. I heard him say, "Charlie talk like a short eye," and I was like, "What's a short eye?" So I looked it up. I had never heard of this term before, but short eyes is an old school prison slang for a child molester.
1: Oh. Mm. That is a. Not so fun. Fun fact. No, it's not fun. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so a short eye. It was Short eyes. I, yeah, and
0: it was also a movie. They uh, made it into a movie about a child molester. So about a pedophile.
1: Interesting. And this yep. is prison slang.
0: Prison slang. Short oh, eyes.
1: I wonder why they got them called short eyes. I don't
0: know. We'll have to
1: investigate. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um... Charlie then uh he he seems to be angry once he uh hears that it's most likely Reggie that killed his ex-wife uh he puts on a good show and I'm kind of believing him too yeah like I I feel like he was genuinely sad and angry at the same time even if uh him and his ex-wife did have some sort of falling out and all that stuff right um Rust seems to not be convinced uh, from his performance.
0: Right. And Woody was really, or I'm sorry, Marty <laughs> was very aggressive in this interview, more aggressive for Marty.
1: But he also seemed compassionate too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he even mentioned to Rust that maybe he was a little too yeah. hard on him, jabbing him with that. You Know maybe you shouldn't have shown him the pictures, maybe yeah. it's your fault,
1: yeah. And I, I did, uh, I really kind of felt for Charlie too when he asked that, like, you think me saying something had something to do with her being killed, you know? Yeah, and uh, and Russ was like, yeah, it probably didn't help, yeah, you know, and Pretty I wouldn't much. have showed him those pictures, you know, right? So, uh, yeah, so driving back from the prison, Russ calls Marty. Soft, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He did. Do you think that was too much?
1: No, I think he was probably right on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we cut to Marty giving a deposition with his mistress as the court clerk. They have dialogue outside the courthouse. It seems Marty is moving on, and she doesn't seem to enjoy that, which I thought was... Ooh... It was a, it was a it was a turnaround from the previous episode when she was like get out of here I don't want you and all of a sudden he's saying I don't want you I'm moving on uh, she has a problem with that
0: right well I think at first she said you you haven't even apologized she just wanted an apology but then when yeah. he was like ah I'm done yeah it was okay for her to say she was done but when he said he was done then that enraged her
1: yeah yes um. Now, when Marty is given his testimonial, uh, it's a it's a giant courtroom. It's it's loaded, and they keep making eye contact, and you can tell she's she's like kind of loathing him, and he just keeps looking at her it, like it, the emotion is gone, the connection is gone between them. Like you're kind of getting that, you know. Uh, but the the scene he's describing with his testimony makes me think. That he's talking about when he broke down her door, right? Like that—that that seems the case. But if he—if he's talking about why he broke down her door, why is she the clerk? Why is she not a witness to it? So I—I I think it's a separate case. But I think it sounds so
0: too. I was confused about it at first because yeah. it
1: did sound like the exact situation that they were right. in. Yeah, yeah. Minus the drugs, he mentioned marijuana and right white powder. But I mean that could have been there as well. Or maybe he was just saying that as like a reason for him to break down the door. You right. Know? Like, yeah, I could smell the marijuana. You know? Right. So,
0: and it kind of made us reflect back to, you know, his actions. Yeah. So
1: now, it, and that's when they, so right after that scene, they get into the argument <clears throat> in the hallway. Uh, this fits a not so positive stereotype on females. Uh, like the the typical, quote, crazy chick where it's like, I'm done with you. And then all of a sudden when the guy is done with her, she, you know, like, oh, no, come back. You know, that sort of right. thing. Um, and, and she tells him right as he's getting into the elevator, like, you need to give me respect or something like that. And he says as the door closes, and I think this is a brilliant line, this is respect because like him or not, Marty is a cop and I'm sure he could bring a world of inconvenience to her.
0: Right, if so, he really tried. So he's as
1: he he's being showed. tame and he's like I'm just leaving peacefully and that's the respect you're getting. Right. So I'm not saying the situation is right or anything like that, but Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: he did, you know, bust through her door and yeah. you know, uh I mean, definitely he behaved inappropriately right but it wasn't more it was more in a private situation here she was in a courtroom yeah um i mean in the but in she's kind of causing a scene yeah right you know in in a public place yeah um so i mean they were both they're both messed up yeah to be honest oh yeah so, no yeah. for
1: sure uh i don't think that was the time or place no, for that
0: definitely not the right place
1: so uh Yeah. Then they cut to an office briefing where Marty's leading it with the entire office, even the receptionist, which I thought was weird that she was there. Yeah. In on it. I don't know. I don't know if that's typical. I've never been a cop before. I don't know any cops. Uh, Do you think the receptionist would be in on it? like? Taking notes, maybe
0: I don't know. I can see if somebody's I, I like haven't...
1: calling for questions or something like that. She would know what to avoid, like right. Perhaps, but other right. than that, I, I've never.
0: Uh, I, I thought it was kind of strange they included her,
1: but she was kind of prominent in the scene. She didn't have any lines or anything like that, but you definitely noticed that the receptionist is there in the meeting, right? So, uh, so after the briefing at the office, they cut to the crawfish factory. They're speaking to Tyrone's mom. Uh, she leads them to Kelsey, an ex-girlfriend who is a stripper. Marty's doing semi-professional detective work right now. This, it, I feel like the majority of last episode and definitely the first half of this episode was really Marty. Yeah. It was really Woody Harrelson shining through. I it mean, was. It yeah. was. It
0: was very Marty heavy and Woody uh I mean, just from the very first scene, even the you know interrogation of Charlie, mm-hmm. the ex husband, yeah. he really just came full, full on beautiful acting. Yeah, I just right yeah. from the very beginning, his acting had me hooked.
1: Yeah, and I was just as the story goes, I was really happy to see that Marty was finally <laughs> contributing to the case. Yes, uh, now that he's not chasing women. You know, he's, right. he's like, really like, all right, let's bury ourselves into the case, too.
0: Right. So, right. It seems like he's actually throwing himself into the case. Yeah. Um, it almost seemed like Rust had backed off a little bit.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. <sighs> uh, it, there Rude. might be another one. There might no. be another one. I feel <laughs> the tickle in my nose. It's okay. Uh, bless you. All right. I'm sorry. You were saying?
0: Um, it seemed like Marty had thrown himself into the case more in this episode in the beginning than Rust, and usually, you know, most of the time, Rust was just, yeah. you know, almost fanatical. Yeah. Um. But it seemed like Marty is finally just taking a deep dive in there. It was. It was
1: good to see that Marty actually knows how to be a detective, right? So,
0: yeah, yep. he, he's definitely starting to shine a little bit.
1: Yep. So, and even when he was uh, at the strip club uh, interviewing the quote ex girlfriend he didn't seem to be paying attention to anybody else. He was just doing his work, asking questions and he talks to the bartender who happens to be
0: Nick Pizzolatto.
1: That's right. Director cameo, no writer, writer cameo, writer cameo. Yes. I loved that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I have a little fun fact about that scene I could share right now. Uh, So the author, creator, producer, Nick Pizzolatto, this is according to IMDb, of course, uh, he's wearing a t-shirt that says, kiss me, I'm an asshole, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of funny and real noticeable. Yes. Uh, In the DVD commentary, though, Nick Pizzolatto jokingly remarks, I was lit all wrong. So uh, Ah, I just thought that was funny. So... is. Is that he was insecure about how he looked, or is that him I, taking a shot at Carrie?
0: You know, honestly, like I, I think his shirt was really lit because the shirt it, was it popping, stood out, yeah, more than you know, it his looked face like a brand and, new shirt. And, yeah, it did. <laughs> like, it, looked cr- it looked crisp. Yeah, right. I sure. laughed when Woody said, "Well, he was like, you know, come on, you're gonna get a grand jury. You know, you need to yeah. help me out here. You're gonna yeah. get a grand jury." And then he was like, "The way he said it made it sound like it was a personal." Dig at the writer. Yeah. But he was like, Why do you make me say this stuff, man? Yeah. And I thought it was yeah. funny because he's the writer. He's the writer. Why do you
1: make me say these words that are yes. currently coming out of my mouth? Right. Yeah. 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 That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I was looking for a little, uh, subtle nod to him being the writer you know so right i didn't even pick up on that until you just said it so I, ah, that's brilliant okay. and that, that obviously is why do you make me say this shit yeah so exactly j- just the way he says it and that's a perfectly acted line too uh-huh. like woody delivers it perfectly yep so um so after marty's doing all of the detective work it cuts to him coming home it looks like uh you know, his his shirt is open, uh, his tie is undone and all that. Uh, so we're guessing he's been out all night or he's coming home from a long day of work. Uh, possibly right after the, the detective work that he was doing at the strip club. Uh, but Marty comes home and his bags are packed. And Lisa, Marty's mistress, uh, ratted Marty out. And Marty's world is crumbling. And... It was, it was a really powerful scene too. It I think. was. Yeah. There
0: were, there were a lot of powerful scenes in this episode. It was jam packed. Um, it, in fact, this episode so far has gotten me more than any, any of, you know, one through three. Yeah. Um, I felt all the emotions. I felt stressed. It gave me chills. It choked me up, I had all these physical reactions, and one of those was Marty's reaction yeah. when he realized what was happening. He saw the bags, he read the note his that <laughs> entire scene
1: <laughs> when he was ripping open the envelope to the letter, he was like, all right like just the way he looked at that note first, he's like obviously she's mad some bags are packed. He's like, let's let's see what this shit is about. Right. He had no idea what he was about to read. No, And so as, as it was dawning on him, what was happening, it just, it, it was face, perfect. His face, his... It was so perfect.
0: Oh, it was perfect. It How was do you beautiful f- and sad and, oh.
1: How do you feel about Lisa ratting him out? Whew. I have so many mixed emotions about I do about too. It.
0: I mean, it was... Ballsy for her to show up at his house. She really had nothing kids. to lose. She really had nothing. She had to lose. nothing to lose. Yep. Um, I don't agree with the situation, um, but as far as her showing up at his house, I mean, she she let her crazy shine. You know, In- uh, she was obviously only out to hurt him. Um, she wasn't thinking about the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, they were they're
1: because they're probably going to get hurt the right, most out of this now, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Um i I think that there probably was a better way to do it, but when people are yeah. are feeling that pain and in that crazy mode, yeah, they're going to make poor decisions. Now,
1: so. I guess my only complaint about this is for her character, her arc. This was like a complete one hundred and eighty because yeah. she seemed comfortable with the situation. Right. Uh episodes 1 through 3. Like she knew what this was. She was real about the situation. So it we don't even know why she switched gears. It just goes right into her now wanting Marty and Marty not wanting anything to do with her. Right. So that that would be my only problem with that. But with her actually telling, I, I can really see both sides. Like it should have never have happened. Uh, like Marty should have known better, that sort of thing. But I don't believe he deserves to be called out. Not like this. Like she should have identified the situation as what it was, which in the past she has, and it should have just been a clean break.
0: Right. Before. And he, you know, in the, in the elevator yeah. at the courthouse, he pretty much said, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yep. Um, and she had already said she was done. But I think, I mean, in all fairness, Marty started the crazy.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. He started the crazy by, you know, but person through her door. His going from crazy to logical for Marty seemed more plausible than her going from... Logical to
0: crazy? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. It just, it was a huge step for her. And she's, she's the one that always kept what their situation was in check. Right. And Marty was living in fantasy land. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And now suddenly she's not okay with it. Yeah. yeah but it, that is, was, that's
1: hella crazy though. Right. That was really But crazy. Russ
0: did mention, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this scene yep. in a little bit, but he did mention she followed you yeah. to the bar, obviously, when yeah. you were with Maggie you know, and I, you know, I didn't really think about that. I just thought, oh, it's a it's, small it's, town there. That's the my same place. Yeah. I didn't even think about her following there, but maybe, yep. maybe that's what they were hinting at, that she had that little bit of crazy. Yep. In her. So,
1: so obviously, uh, Marty starts making phone calls, uh, when he's adjusted to the letter, he's, he's heated. He calls Lisa and she just tells him that. It, he had what he got, what he had coming to him. So then he calls the father-in-law cause he knows that Maggie is there. And the father-in-law, I feel like has been waiting for this day for a long time. So yeah. he finally got to tell off Marty. Uh, and, and Marty had uh, like no ground to stand on, you know, he, he just had to absorb everything that the father-in-law had to say. Uh, so from there, I guess he just dives into his work some more. Yeah. And uh, so he goes on staking out Tyrone's stripper girlfriend. He follows her, and he's drinking and driving. I don't think those little pints, those little flask pints, uh, have a lot of liquid in them. But he's just, like, chugging it. Every time they cut to him, he's just, like, taking another yeah. swig off this Oh yeah, this little flask.
0: Self-medicating it. Yeah. Yep.
1: So he, he ends up following her to some chemical dance club it's like you know like old, a techno yeah like or a
0: rave maybe yeah. i'm not really sure but it's yeah. like
1: a pop-up party yeah and like a factory or something like right. that remind me something out of batman yeah honestly yeah um everyone is drinking and doing drugs and then we finally see tyrone he makes an appearance uh
0: that was right after someone got, got rolled out in a wheelbarrow that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right so that's to let yeah. us know
1: that it's a serious party yes too. yes so uh Tyrone heads outside to pee and Marty follows him out and slams his head against the uh, aluminum siding or whatever it is, tin siding. And uh, and then Marty pulls his gun out and Tyrone wastes no time spilling the beans. And he tells no. all about Reggie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, he did.
1: Iron Crusaders. The Iron Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, and that's a motorcycle club that Reggie LeDoux is exclusively, he's got like a contract with. for them, yes. <laughs> he, he signed a two-year deal just right. to be their exclusive. Yes. Uh, it, it's like he, he got the Coke contract, Coca-Cola, you know, like in McDonald's. Just <laughs> like,
0: he's, yes. I feel like I'm going somewhere exclusive. with this, I'm just not saying it right. Yeah, very exclusive. <laughs> I was just letting you take it. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I figured you'd get there.
1: I would. I'm <laughs> like riding a little tricycle uphill <laughs> there you go, I'll get there. <laughs>
0: I think I can, I think I can, yeah,
1: <laughs> did you hear the drum?
0: I did that was beautiful.
1: all right, sorry, I had to do it. It was coming fun out toys fun toys fun toys. it was coming out at some point um i I really don't think Marty needed to do anything to uh tyrone i think he could have just been like hey can you tell me about your buddy i think tyrone would have just started talking right there was really no force needed like, no yeah no so but uh it, yeah after he finds all about the iron crusaders he gives rust a call and uh, uh Rust was like, I'm going to take some personal time. Right. Oh, he lit up. Yeah. When he. He's like, "Are you the Iron Crusaders, are you sure that's what he said? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could see, I mean, like almost like the, yeah. the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. I mean, yeah. this was some big news yeah. for him.
1: So, and he's making this phone call to Rust from a payphone phone uh, at the hospital. Yes. So after he calls Rust and tells him about the Iron Crusaders, he goes and confronts Maggie at work. Uh, Maggie seems more angry that Lisa came to the house than the actual affair, which I thought was weird. It, it was almost like she knew the whole time. I mean, obviously she had suspected, right? but it, it really just bothered her that she came to the house. Um, and then ultimately, after an altercation between Maggie and Marty, uh, Maggie's doctor boss does a good job of putting Marty in his place. Oh, yeah. He was you know? like,
0: I'm not falling for that badge. Are you here for...
1: Yeah. Official police work. Don't flash that at me. Yeah. Yeah. So they're arguing and they're getting loud and you can see everybody in the background. They're kind of like eavesdropping. And yeah. Like, Let's keep an eye on this is good work drama. Right. And uh, so finally a doctor comes up and he's like, excuse me, sir. Maybe it's best if you leave. Marty pulls out his badge and he's like, I've got this under control. And he's like... I'm state police. I'm state police. Yeah. And he's like, I appreciate that, but are you hearing a police matter right now? Which, it was It was good. It was good. I it was, was perfect. Go doctor. But uh, it doesn't oh. quite work uh, because... <laughs> while
0: they're holding him back, it took like four... Yeah. What did he call them?
1: Uh,
0: mall security. Yeah, mall patrol. Mall patrol. Mall yeah. patrol. Yeah. Holding yeah. him back, he was like, I'm trying to have a peaceful... Yeah. Discussion with my wife. Yep. As they're holding him back.
1: Yep. That's so, so uh, but Rust at this time is playing with a lot of big guns. Uh, he's He's got like a toolbox. Yeah. Full of guns. I see two grenades. It looks like an AK-74U, which is a submachine gun. It looks like an AK-47, except the stock end is cut off. So... I'll have to take your word on that. And then it also looks like a Desert Eagle, which is a 50 millimeter. Look at
0: you being all 50 nerdy. caliber
1: pistol. <laughs> so it's always shiny, too. So that's that's all I really saw. Oh, and there was some uh, uh, flasks. Yes, yeah. Jameson. Jameson seems to be the sponsor of this episode because I think there was almost all Jameson that they were drinking this episode, right? From, from what I saw, it all looked like Jameson, which I have a problem drinking whiskey straight. Uh I know you like it with your ice, right?
0: On the rocks. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just doing just doing shots of whiskey. I don't know, it just does not sound like a good time.
0: Yeah. I re- I really can't sip Jameson though.
1: No. 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 And, you know, and I've heard like you mix it with the rocks because it's you actually need a little bit of water to bring out the flavor of the whiskey itself, so I've heard that it's actually suggested that you do do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it just, it seems weird that you drink it straight, so.
0: A lot of Jameson, hardcore Jameson drinkers I've seen just sip it right from the bottle. Man. Like that, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so then the phone rings, and then that's when they cut to the mall security. Right. Uh And then out of nowhere... Rust shows up at the hospital. Yeah,
0: did someone call him? That I was wondering about that. Yeah, who
1: calls him? Like, yeah, how does,
0: how does he know it, to show up there?
1: I would think you would assume Maggie calls. Maybe, but maybe. At what point in the altercation is she leaving Marty to make a phone call? You right. Know? So, uh,
0: but somehow he finds out. Yeah. It, yeah,
1: Rust. Rust shows up. He's he's there. He he does a good job of like, hey, we can deal with your marriage problems later. We've got a case to go work on, and somehow this little pep talk works for Marty. And Marty just looks at Maggie. and goes, "I won't quit. I yeah. love you." you know, yeah. Or yeah. vice versa. I won't give up on you. I won't give up. Yeah. I love you.
0: I love you. But it was enough to get him.
1: To the bar. Yeah. To the bar. Let's go have some more drinks, buddy. So Rust and Marty are at the bar. Russ does a good job of talking Marty straight. Uh, Marty starts smoking. We haven't seen Marty smoke yet. And Rust tells Marty, uh, that he knows the biker club and he wants to go back undercover. Uh, this was some of the best dialogue of the scene, uh, of the, of the show of this episode. And, uh, basically, Marty just wants to keep talking about his marriage problems. Yeah. And Russ just says, hey, can I tell you something? (laughs) You know? And you think he's going to say something interesting. He goes, this isn't my business. I don't want to hear it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically, I don't care. I want to talk about the case. Yep. Yep. Get your head back on the case.
1: Yep. And then uh, Marty ends up saying, uh, just when I think you couldn't raise the ceiling or something like that. The bar goes up even higher. He's like, you are the Michael Jordan of being a son of a bitch. That made me laugh. So <laughs> it makes hard. me laugh. It was yeah. good. Good dialogue. There was so, it, as heavy as it
0: was. Um, it was for Marty. It, it was a there perfect was, insert. Oh, it was yeah, great. There was, was some great humor there. Yeah. In the dialogue.
1: Uh, So it, rust. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say one thing I noticed was Marty tried to blame rust. Yeah. For his troubles. And he's like, yeah. wait,
1: what? I I don't even know where he was trying to make that connection. Me either. Like, that makes no sense to me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, he was like, because of you. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, wait, what? Yeah. I made you sleep with her? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, you couldn't see crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Clearly, she followed you. Right. Yeah. So, Russ is always, like, one step ahead, I just feel like. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Russ does not want to help Marty at all. With no. his personal problems. He's no. like, We've got a job to do. You need to put that stuff aside for now. Yeah. Let's get this guy. Yep. Yes. So they go back to his apartment. Russ's little
1: Yeah and Man and, Cave. Yeah, and, and Rust tells Marty he's like the only way this is gonna work is if I take some personal time. I'm gonna right. disappear a little bit. Yeah. Like, people aren't gonna see me. And uh, basically, he he gets Marty caught up to speed. Like I need to go back undercover, right? Like, and then, uh, and
0: it has to be between me and you. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: me and you only. Like nobody, because because Russ knows he's going to have to do some unapproved activity to convince the Iron Crusaders that he's still part of the gang. Right. And um, they, they
0: didn't jump back and forth between the twenty fourteen interviews. Yeah.
1: Not so much. Not
0: so much, but when they did, he held strong to yeah, that his he was on leave. personal yeah. leave story. Which
1: at first I was kind of thrown off at. Me I was too. Like, I, was I was like, like oh, okay, so maybe that's why Marty was doing all the de- right. detective work because yeah. Russ was taking some personal time. But right. it, it wasn't until, uh, it, I don't want to say after the episode was over, but it was definitely after the fact as he was talking to the Iron Crusaders in a little bit here. Right, it dawned
0: um, on me, it was like, oh. Oh, it's just a front yeah yeah
1: yep. so they're just creating that timeline right where that's his alibi right basically um and russ shows off his gun collection to marty and marty's like you go to a lot of gun shows and, and <laughs> yeah and russ just like no i just you know collected some stuff in case some of my old work came back to me uh, which yes. i think is smart and you know yeah. i was i was good with the toolbox too of him keeping the guns in the toolbox because it wasn't anything dramatic. It wasn't anything showy. Right. He, he didn't have, have to, an arsenal. Right, right. He didn't have to break open the concrete slab in his building, you know, right. like a la John wick. Not that I'm cool with that too, that John wick did it, but it would not have fit here. So it, it just makes sense with rust being such a minimalist that he just has his guns in a giant right. toolbox. Right. So yeah. yeah, that worked. And now it looks like Marty is moving in with rust Uh, there's kind of a little moving-in montage of Rust getting ready. Um, He's injecting his arms uh, with cayenne pepper and ink to make it look like he's a heroin user.
0: Right, and I I looked that up because I was curious if that was a thing or just something they made up for the show, and I honestly I didn't look too far into it, but I couldn't find anything. Any references I found were... Related to this episode,
1: it seems like it would work, but it also seems like it would rub off fast. So it's like you're you're putting cayenne pepper just under the surface of the skin to make it look like you have tracks, right? As they say, Uh, I I think that would work. I mean, cayenne pepper, you know, is spicy, right? (laughs) It's a spicy. Sounds horrible. Yeah. So, but I also feel like after a day. It would wear off. So unless he's doing it right before he goes to the Iron Crusaders, right. I think would be kind of Right, that's what I was pointless. thinking, yeah. Plus, maybe,
0: maybe he was testing it out, and he'll yeah. do it again right before he goes.
1: And he was getting serious, too. Like, he had the he had the, the the belt, the yeah. tourniquet around his yes, arm. Like, is did. that necessary? Like, do right. you need veins? Just start stabbing yourself. Right. Like, It just, it didn't make sense. That part seemed a little bit too dramatic. Right. Uh, I still dug it. I mean, he looked badass. He's wearing his wife beater tank top. Right. I mean, I I didn't notice. Oh. (laughs) 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 No, no. He didn't. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, part of the montage, too... Uh, Marty comes down for his uh, morning coffee and he sees Rust staring at a spot on the wall. It looks like a little stamp or something on the wall. He's just staring there and we don't know why. But later in the montage, uh, you see Marty staring at the spot and and he's like, am I supposed to see both eyes in this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did we miss something there or?
0: No, I think it's just what I got. Have you seen like the. Pictures where you stare at it, if you look at it, if you relax your eyes.
1: Yeah, the 3D art.
0: And you can kind of see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, th- I think it was just something like that. And Rust is just kind of...
1: But it was just so tiny. It was the, the size of a little stamp. Yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. It was funny. It and was it, funny. And I like that they're kind of bonding. And right. And they don't really show it, but I can't imagine Rust is happy that Marty's living with him. But... Marty, like, they go together really well, though.
0: Right, and I think he's like, okay, I can keep, maybe I can keep, help keep Marty focused yeah. on the case if yeah. he's
1: here with me, and, yeah. you know, so. um, And then it cuts to, because Marty can't let go of the marriage, and I think this concerns Rust. Right. Uh, so, Rust goes and talks to Maggie, and We assume it's on behalf of Marty, like this isn't anything sneaky, but Rust is talking to Maggie and I think he's like, just give me something to give to him so he can get his head on straight because I need him to have my back. I can't have him distracted for what we're about to do. do. It did
0: seem like that was his motivation. Yeah, he
1: really doesn't care about the marriage. Right, right.
0: He's Um, just like, okay, I'm going to do this, so maybe I can have my partner for a little bit. Right. But I, I do feel like he has a little respect for Maggie and I think so too, you know, yeah. um, there's something there
1: with I didn't, Maggie. I didn't quite see it on this, in, in this scene though, uh, except when she insults his husband's skills, because I feel right. like Russ laid down some good logic. Well, he
0: did. I mean, he was just basically saying that if you maybe looked, it's really not about you, even though it hurt you. Yeah. Um, his, his Marty made those was decisions. Yeah. Yes, because of his own pain, he made horrible decisions. But it wasn't because of anything you did. It was his own. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, and I mean that was true.
1: I I agree with him. Like right. that's a good. That was true. It doesn't analyst. mean that yeah. it
0: didn't hurt her. Right. And it wasn't. A, you know, it was a horror. It wasn't a good thing to do. Right. But it wasn't necessarily about her.
1: Right. Right. So. When she realizes that he's just throwing rational, logic thought in her face, she says to him, like, you must have been some kind of a husband. Right. And he says nothing. He just gets up and walks out. And then it was in that that moment where it looked like she knew she had gone too far. She's like, right. oh, maybe I should have said that. Right. You know? Because but I his think marriage he was... Also-
0: Recognizes that's her pain. Yeah. Do you know? So he's just like, okay, this conversation's not going to go
1: anywhere. Well, it. I mean, and it also would not benefit him at all. No. To argue.
0: No. Like, so he's just like, okay, it's my time to go. Yeah. I delivered the message. I did my yep. job. I'm out.
1: Yep. Which I thought was good. And did you notice that Russ drives a red Ford 250?
0: I did. Yeah. And I. Was kind of surprised that he was a truck guy.
1: He does not seem like a truck guy. What
0: kind of car do you think, or what kind of vehicle do you think Russ would drive?
1: Well, in my head, it's either going to be like a 1969 Challenger
0: okay. from Days
1: and Confused, or hmm. it's going to be a Lincoln Navigator from the commercials. Like, that's all I see him in. I definitely do not see him in a huge pickup truck.
0: I didn't see him in a truck. I didn't see him in a sports car. I just like his like his apartment. Yeah. I expected him just something plain.
1: But not like a Ford Escort or a Volkswagen.
0: No, I mean, probably something a little nicer some, some than that. Some sort of sedan. But, right. Yeah, like yeah. a sedan. Yeah. Just, you know, nothing that stands out. He just doesn't seem too flashy. Like he had his mm-hmm. guns in a toolbox. Yep. But I, I, for some reason, he just didn't seem like a truck. It guy is an older truck, though. It is. It's, That's true. Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. Um, So then after the diner scene, there's another montage between Rust driving and talking to Marty about what's going to go down. Marty wants to know about Maggie, though, because his head still isn't straight. So then, finally, Rust and he might be lying because he Maggie never said this, but he's like, you know, uh, I,
0: I think it was a lie. I took it as he was just telling. It, Let's just stay like focused. Yeah, yeah, I'm going like to tell him this, and then he can find out later after we finish what we have to do here.
1: Yeah. So so Rust basically tells Marty that you know in a in a few months I could see you guys back together. Right. You know, like she didn't yeah. she didn't say the D word, which is right. divorce. Right. And you know, uh, did she say something about the kids? Did he say something about the kids? Or am I imagining that?
0: Uh, I I just think he said give it some time yeah just give, give it some, t- some time you know yeah. basically just yeah I can see it I can see it working itself out
1: yeah uh, and and Marty seems to be buying in he's like that's your that's what you really think and Russ is like yep honest thought
0: I mean I honestly <coughs> think that Russ needs him he knows how dangerous the next few hours of his life are gonna be yeah and he needs him to stay focused yeah And so I think he will tell him anything in this moment. And I kind of think he should, too. Yeah. Because
1: it's not going to do Marty any good to just be obsessing over the relationship. Like, it'll be good for him to take a break and come back to it later. Yes. Um, Which would be hard to do. So I I understand give him a little bit of cheese and the mouse dances.
0: Right. Yeah. Um but, but I was still worried if Marky if Mar- Marky Marty <laughs> Marky Mark. could stay focused enough to be there yeah. for Rust, I it yeah. made me nervous,
1: I'm not it, gonna lie. And during this time you can tell Rust is getting ready to go out and do his undercover stuff, but he already seems so jacked up. Right. Oh like, and
0: and we didn't mention that he had he took the
1: some cocaine some from Some
0: cocaine or meth?
1: I think it's cocaine from the evidence from room.
0: the evidence room. Yeah. Right. Yes. yes, during and, that montage, and I guess he tried it to make sure he got the best stuff because he knew these people would know. Yeah, what uh. they were. I wonder getting. how much
1: cocaine you can do before you become addicted.
0: I don't know. He did a lot. He, he did, did a lot. lot. And, and I even noticed his eye yeah. was really messed up. And I thought, did he put some cayenne pepper in his eye, too, to, to make it look? <laughs> after, maybe he rubbed his eyes
1: after. Maybe it was an accident and he rubbed his maybe. eyes afterward. Maybe. But I <laughs> Deleted like, well, maybe scenes. maybe it's to,
0: to fit in. He yeah. ma- made his eye look all messed up. Yeah.
1: And I got to say, the way they depict him smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. he's got to have lung cancer any day. It's just he's, back to back. And it's he, like he lights one off the other. And he doesn't just casually take a drag off it. He's like <laughs> sucking that thing. Like half half of it in one yeah, drag. Like, yeah. It's so intense. It His is. cigarette smoking is so intense. It is. Um, let's see. So... He's now in the biker bar. He's wearing his biker jacket. Right. Rust is now Crash. Yes. That's his name. Yes. That's his undercover alias. And uh, he's getting the gang caught up on where he's been, you know. Right. Uh, that made me nervous. It did make me nervous, too. It really didn't look like a bar. Uh, It just looked like a house that was serving a bar. Right. Serving as a bar. I kind
0: of took it as like a, I mean, you had to have, you it's know. It's definitely off the books. Right.
1: You know. Yeah. But was it a was it a bar? It seemed
0: like the front part maybe was like a bar, and then because it was also a a biker hangout, right? But I I can't imagine back there. You had to.
1: Yeah. Pass. You know. Yeah. They'll let anybody in the front. Yeah. Right. Let anybody in the front, but unless you know somebody, you can't get in the back. Wake up. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. That's. (laughs) Um. So he, he meets his friend named Ginger. Right. And let's see. Stall. Stall.
0: <laughs> well, he meets Ginger. Um, <laughs> and he's trying to to talk to him about making a deal so he can get to Reggie Ledoux.
1: That's right. And yes. Ginger, this is what I was looking up. Thanks for right. stalling, you did a good job. Uh, Ginger's played by Joseph Sikora, uh, who did not look familiar to me in character, but when I looked him up on IMDb, uh, he's the guy from Ozark. Uh, he's been Another in a bunch of things. one of my favorites. Yeah. Yep. Ozark, we'll have to cover that sometime yes, too, I think. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, he plays the son of the Kansas City mob. Yes. In, in Ozark. So right. I, I did not know that.
0: I did not recognize him until you pointed that out.
1: Yeah. And then once once I knew that, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can see it now, He had
0: too. some crazy eyes. He did a great job of looking really meth out.
1: I agree. Yeah. I agree. He did do a good job.
0: I cracked up. I mean, it was a very nerve-wracking scene. Um, just gets worse, too. But this time around, watching it, I kind of giggled because when he gives – Russ the bump to kind of make sure mm. he's really who he says he is and he gives him the i guess it's meth or coke i thought it was coke to, it was like a little bump yeah um he actually looked up his nose did you notice that i did not notice that. he got up there and looked up his nose
1: well maybe he's just being a good bro he's like <laughs> make sure he doesn't have any bats in the cave Yeah. You
0: know? i was like is he looking to to make sure he doesn't have any on his nose or to make sure yeah. it
1: actually went in there? Yeah.
0: I wasn't sure.
1: I feel like this was good acting by McConaughey, too, this Oh, whole scene. man.
0: Both of them, both Woody and uh, Matthew, they stepped it up. I mean, they were already nailing it in the first three episodes. In this one, they just took it up another notch. It was just I agree. seamless. I agree. Seamless. I
1: agree. Now, the whole time. Oh, and I also wanted to mention this too, because I noticed it on our rewatch. Rust was explaining to Marty how a mobile phone worked. Right. He's like, the green one is call. Right. The red one is hang up. Yeah. I'll be the only one to call. Yeah. And it just it was funny because they they used to have those buttons, like the little rubber buttons. Right. Like the green phone and the red phone. So right. It was Yeah. It was common sense, but it was like right. I didn't know anybody had to do that. But anyway, they show Marty uh in his car waiting outside of this biker club and he's starting to get antsy you know mm-hmm. and he's like eh, enough's enough i have to go in there and check him out and he looks so horrible he does he's got this stupid hat on yeah it's like, like he looks for his head yeah he looks like somebody that's in disguise it's like he does you, you don't look incognito <laughs> he at did all. not look comfortable in those clothes they
0: did yeah. not fit him at all yeah he looked like maybe like on the top half he looked like he was a 15 a year old going to his first concert and then the bottom part like he was going to be in a rodeo later yeah, yeah. it was it was not marty it just did not fit him he looks he stuck out like a sore thumb
1: yeah it, it to me he looked like a 15 year old who looked like he was trying to be 20 years old yeah you know, like. i could see that too yeah um So as uh, Marty starts walking around the biker club, uh, Ginger is making a deal with Crash. Crash, a.k.a. Rust. Rust, Yes. And uh, uh, Ginger's like, if you help me, I will help you. Because Rust is trying to, uh, he's using this crap story of, hey, I've got these Mexican cartel. They want to move some cocaine. If you can bring me some meth, like they want to make a trade, because if they do it, they'll attract unwanted attention. Right.
0: And he will hook them up with his supplier.
1: Yep. Who is?
0: Reggie Ledoux.
1: Reggie Ledoux. Yeah. (laughs) Reggie (laughs) Ledoux.
0: Reggie Ledoux. That's fun to say.
1: Yeah, I was trying to make it like Reggie will do. Like Reggie will do. Reggie will do. Reggie will do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's, funny. it's one o'clock in the morning kids like <laughs> yes. this is this is where our brain is at We've, that's right uh we guessed our recording these earlier <laughs> absolutely um so crash decides to help ginger out he's like all right i'll do this and then it, just for whatever reason they have like a different cutaway too uh just to drive home the point of like Russ saying, if I if I help you out, I need to make sure that you're going to come through for me because I'm right. supposed to be doing a job right now. I'm not supposed to be helping you. Right. Uh,
0: but in the meantime, Marty. That's right. Hey, I'm looking for a friend. He goes yeah. into the biker yeah. bar. This seemed like the most amateur move to me. I was like, it, it "Are was, you kidding me?" It was kind of stupid. To, oh, it was so stupid. I why just would wanted, you put
1: yourself at risk? Why, why would you put Rust? There's yes. no indication that Rust needed help. He just
0: told him yeah. that yeah. he the the best thing that could happen would be that he got a bullet to the head. Yeah, basically.
1: And you didn't hear any gunshots go off.
0: No. So why no. are you getting out of the car? Right. Stay in the car. Oh,
1: it made me. Oh. So he just couldn't he, take it. Yeah, he's finally. At first, he was rejected, but then he was able to get past the guard. And once he gets past the guard, he sees uh, Rust going off in this little uh, boat in, yeah. the, in the bayou yes. to Ginger's house. Right. Uh, and then he's kicked out, and people are throwing bottles at him. And honestly, I feel like they took it easy on him because if you yeah. step past and you saw things you weren't supposed right. to see, I feel like you're going to get beat up. Right. You know, especially with that club. Yeah.
0: Like, and his, what was his excuse? Well, oh, my friend's been sober for, yeah. I'm his sponsor. He's yeah. been <laughs> sober for 30 days or the, whatever.
1: This isn't a place where anybody's going to care about. No, that. there's nobody no, cares. there's no other AA meetings here. Like, no, oh, no, no. We got to make sure he finds. Yeah. His friend. Right. Yeah. Um, so rust is doing a whole lot of drugs at ginger's house a whole
0: lot of good a whole drugs a lot of drugs
1: i don't even know how they're functioning anybody's functioning i don't you know? either uh, i was
0: i was looking i was like maybe he's just like not really sorting it mm-hmm. like maybe he's just you know doing it to the side
1: and when they look away he spits it on a napkin and,
0: yeah i don't yeah. know they were keeping <laughs> a close eye on him though
1: yeah um so ginger is revealing the plan of what they're going to do they're going to dress up like cops they have this drug dealer uh who's making noise in the other room they've Tiger got Tiger Thomas. Tiger Thomas. They they had other names for him too. But yes, they was, did. It was not polite. No um, <laughs> not at all. Uh in the meantime, Marty's driving. Uh he ends up parked and, and reading and a book How did he know what so direction calmly. to go? Uh, I, I guess he says Beaumont like keep an eye or listen to the Beaumont.
0: Uh, right. He was to listen to the Beaumont station. And yeah. he did hear the helicopter yeah. say something about a neighborhood. Yep. So maybe, you know, yeah. that
1: uh peaked
0: to the, you know, is
1: But just the fact that he was all antsy Right. And now he's in this car and he's like reading what, a, book. a Walmart parking lot. Right. Like, what book is he reading? Right. You know? Yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, and Margaret. Yeah. That's like he's learning about the 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 changing. <laughs> right. Um uh so now Rust slash crash is with ginger and his posse and tigger or tiger. tiger. Yep, tiger. Um and they are going into the ghetto. Yeah. There's there's no good way to put it. No. They're going to the ghetto to the stash house where there's gonna be lots of drugs. They're gonna steal all of these drugs. And the money. And the money, so and the money. They yep. break into this house using Tiger as a decoy, and I'm a little bit confused on why they felt they needed to dress up as cops.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Nobody's going to believe that right. Ginger is a cop. No. The dude looks like a member of ZZ Top right. with a shaved head. Yes, like yes, yeah. It just it's not a good look. So it, it
0: did not make any sense. And you could tell Russ was like, "Oh, this is not going to go well."
1: No, it's not. And uh yeah.
0: he's like thirty seconds in and out. Thirty yeah. seconds now.
1: So starting right now, everything is like one take. Yes, which I loved, and this is before nineteen seventeen. Yes. This is before uh, uh, James Bond Inspector. Like yes. this, this was like the original one take, and it was a six minute long uh, scene. Um,
0: it, it was so good. It, it made me want to cry. Just the intensity of yeah. it. It was, oh, I have to point out that he made a point to save the kid. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was a personal. I think he should
1: have stressed it a little bit more. Like, look, I don't know what's going to happen out here, but this tub is where you stay safe. Yes. So just stay yep. in the tub. Like, yep. I don't think he emphasized. Because right. at any time you're thinking the kid's going to come out of the tub. Right. I was. Yeah. Um, but the final six minute sequence, which follows Rust uh, through the housing project, consists of one very long take. Hundreds of staff were required to film the scene, including hidden makeup artists who had to apply makeup in seconds while the camera was focused elsewhere.
0: Wow! So That's that was amazing. It was a
1: very intense scene. It and, was so intense. And I love scenes like this. From I do too. From this point, you know, from all the other times that we see this in in cinema, it just it it plays out like a play, kind of on Broadway. Like you just see it in real time. It's it's just fantastic. I'm I'm a big fan of this. It so. was
0: beautiful. It was intense. Yeah. I was so emotional by this time. Yeah. I was stressed out. I, I want I I could feel it. I mean in my body. Yeah. I, I had a physical reaction yeah. to this scene.
1: It's definitely tense. Yes. Like you feel everything. And you can hear sounds outside of the house you can hear uh other gang members like getting ready like hey something's going on in this yeah. house uh you hear all of the the craziness inside the house It just it was so well put together it was and it, it it was just amazing so what what makes hell break loose is uh one guy starts talking smack to one of the the iron crusaders and the iron crusader ends up shooting him. And then that that's it. Like yeah. you, you just start hearing everything. Uh, right. The next it's iron crusader falls. breaks out the window and he just starts shooting his shotgun. Uh, so from there, Russ decides to take control of the situation. He smacks around ginger a little bit, a few other iron crusaders. Uh, he sneaks out the back door with ginger. I feel like ginger could have got away. Uh, I do too. A few times. I was
0: wondering what what made him. Maybe he was just he knew.
1: I think he was confused by the situation. Yeah. Is all I can think of because and he was also really messed up. Really messed up. Yeah, yeah, but but it's like he's taking these punches from Crash, and he I don't think he knows why he's taking punches from Crash.
0: Yeah, I think he like, thinks is this part of the act to save us, or or I'm am thinking I... he's mad
1: that things went. Crazy, right? Like, he didn't want to get involved with this, so he's just mad at me. He's not necessarily a cop right now, he's just right. mad at me. So, yeah, th- I'm thinking that was it, but right, yeah, but he
0: did call him a snitch or something at one point,
1: yeah. So, it, it's I don't recall the entire order of him beating him up, or yeah, anything like that, right? Um, but yeah, knowing what you know now, it almost seems like if Russ just went in there and started smacking him around to begin with yeah maybe they would not have had right he would have and he even said that yeah. he's like
0: i should have done this yeah in the beginning but yeah.
1: here we go so uh they're able to sneak off they bust into another house and rust makes a phone call and they're in the ghetto i have to think everybody in the ghetto has guns in their house right like, either for protection or to, right to use them yeah you know and they just break into this house and the person is just like, Yeah, go ahead, use my phone. Yeah. Basically. Like right. they're not even trying to do anything. So uh Rust calls Marty. Marty apparently knows how to hit the green button. Uh they never show Marty. Uh it's just Rust yelling at him, be at this street in ninety seconds. Like yep. between ninety sem- seconds. Yeah. Seventeenth and eighteenth street the corner of whatever. He put so yeah,
0: he had so much faith. And Marty coming through. Yeah, this is before GPS, and this is a neighborhood. I know he was just like he. There's, I mean, he was like you. You gotta be a real detective. Yeah, and yeah. Marty came through. Mm-hmm. Go, Marty.
1: Yeah, there's no guarantee Marty knew where those streets no. were. No, so
0: he had a lot of faith in him.
1: And I'm even confused on how Rust knew. Yeah. Like you just know what the streets are 3 right. blocks away. Right. So, but again, one take, they're following Rust through this whole thing. It was it was brilliant. It was. So finally Rust gets into the car with Marty Marty meets meets up with him. Um and and that that's kind of the end of the episode, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean there was a big beautiful uh over the neighborhood shot.
1: Yeah. It's uh, beautiful. Uh, ultra wide. Yes. Panoramic.
0: Yes. My brain is so tired. <laughs> no, right mine now. is mine is going out
1: too. <laughs> mine is going out too. Yes. Uh, it, but there's yelling in the car. Yeah. Yeah. What's the yelling?
0: I mean, he basically says, you're going to tell me where Reggie Ledoux is. Yeah. And then, you know, he Ginger just kind of scoffs and yeah Russ,
1: you know, beats him up a little bit and <laughs> and, and Marty keeps looking back. Yeah. Like, like what the hell is happening? Right. He
0: right has now. no idea. Yeah, no clue. No idea.
1: Um Yeah, and then it just cuts. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. That's it. And I have to this episode went by so fast. It did. So fast. Yep. So what uh what are your thoughts on
0: this episode? Oh I I feel like it's the highest ranked for me.
1: Out of the out of the four, this is your favorite.
0: Uh, yes, because I felt a lot.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I felt a lot. I I, I as far as far as the action goes, it was a very action packed. It was. Um, the acting, both Woody and Matthew, yeah. they kicked it up a notch. I thought there was some. Very intense and emotional and gut wrenching scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was definitely highs and lows of emotions. Yeah. Uh, not too many peaks, though. Not too many happy moments. No. Some of the bar banter was great. Right. But that
0: was kind of the comic relief.
1: Yeah. But it, it was well placed, too. Yeah. You know, it was. Um, It, it is the highest rated episode of the season. Ooh. It's a 9.6 on IMDb. The highest out of all eight episodes for this season. So that is that is interesting. I remember the first time uh, we watched this, though, this was one of my least favorite episodes. And hmm. for me, it's because Rust was so out of character from where we came from in episode one. Like, right. I, I just felt like this was too far off the cliff for me because Rust was changing from a, a very calculated mathematical detective who was borderline autistic you know with some of his practices and it's just i the i think the first time i watched it i didn't appreciate how this can of worms was just slowly opening you know right like the fire was building and at first it was just a match but now it's like you you think this is the peak because it's right in the middle, but the peak hasn't even came yet.
0: Exactly. Like,
1: it's coming, and it's just...
0: And you're like, this is just yeah. episode four.
1: Yeah, so this time around, I was able to enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, originally, too, the end of episode three got me so spooked and pumped at the same time.
0: Yeah, it, that, that, definitely. And
1: then this one had... I don't want to say nothing to do with the end of episode three, but it was like the backstory, like they're they're setting up what we saw at the end of episode three. So this is how they found him in the bush, you know? Yeah. At the end of episode three, so right. So it basically, in a way, pretend like you never saw Reggie Ledoux, right? Yeah, yeah. But but I I can appreciate it now that that's what they're doing. But the first time I watched it, I didn't know that's where we were going. Right. Like. In my head, I'm like, why isn't episode four... About the, Reggie. R- Reggie Ledoux. Yeah. yeah. But really, it was about Reggie. Right. It just was the backstory to Right. Me. When I so. saw
0: the end of episode three, I thought they had just rolled up on yeah. Reggie Ledoux. Yeah. And that we were going to meet...
1: Yeah. But no, we go back to Charlie Lang. Right. So... Yeah. Which I... I overall, though, there's not a bad scene in this episode. No. Uh... Not at all. And it was... Like you said, it did
0: go by so fast because there was no dull
1: moments. And it's like we almost didn't have time for Marty's family stuff. No. Like, so much is happening... But yet it but that's brilliant because it, that's it fits, the way it is. Yeah. And, and it, but it fits perfectly too, like mm-hmm. seamlessly in and out of Marty's life this time. Right. Like and we don't need to know anything about Rust's life cuz nothing's happening. We got Rust's drama right. out of the way in the beginning. Right. So, yeah, it just seamlessly like and you almost don't even notice it, but it was like, "Oh yeah, no, there was personal stuff in this episode too."
0: Right. And I mean, that adds to the tension though yeah. as well because it's a focus issue
1: yep. for Marty. Yep.
0: There I mean he needs him to be one hundred percent in to this case. Yeah. And now he's got this his marriage is falling apart. Yep. So I think it adds to the, the tension of the episode. Um but I might have to disagree with the, the Russ stuff because this is this is Russ's background. He is you know, this is his history. This is where he came from. He's That's back true. in it. That's true. So it is, I mean, he he went through, he had to go to a mental hospital because of being in in situations like this. Yeah. So to me, it was heavy, heavy personal stuff mixed in with this huge case that they're trying to...
1: I wonder how realistic this is. Like, could you just fall back into character or would you relapse in personality as well? Like, we've we've drifted away from... uh, rust seeing these visions, you know, but here he is, uh, coking it up again. Right. Is he, is that going to make it worse? Yeah. Is he going to,
0: yeah. Is he going to relapse? Those were questions I had as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is he going to relapse? Um, but this episode, here's a fun fact to end it on. Uh, this episode won two Emmy awards for outstanding cinematography for a single camera series. Ooh. and outstanding directing for a drama series.
0: It deserved it in my book.
1: This episode, two Emmys. Beautiful. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. It is amazing. I think it deserved it.
1: I And I'm telling you, like, the first time I saw it, I did not appreciate it for what it was. But now, 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 knowing where we're going, mm-hmm. like, this is, you can enjoy the ride a little bit more, and they're just yep. setting up. The man in the bush.
0: It's just so So, brilliant. Yep. The directing, the writing, the acting. I just I couldn't be more pleased.
1: And I really dig like cameos. Yeah. From people. I like that too. Yeah, I love that. That was nice. I thought he did an okay job acting. I do too. I do too. (laughs) I mean, he's not going to win an Emmy, but you know, right. (laughs) So, all right. Is that it? You got anything else? I am good. I'm good. I am good. Thanks for listening everybody. We hope we sounded fantastic for you this time. In our beautiful new mics. Our beautiful new mics. Oh, we got to <laughs> do some more. Here we got a little thank you everybody. Ooh! Thank you. Yeah. This is recording equipment toys. So. Hey. Thank you. All right, no stop. Stop. We got to go. Stop. Everybody sit down. Please take your seat. Oh, 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 oh it's got louder. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna right, get out of here. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you.
0: Alright. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages.
1: At TV We Love on Twitter,
0: TV We Love on Facebook.
1: And TV We Love Podcast on Instagram.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: We appreciate all ratings and reviews.
0: Especially the five-star ones.
1: We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love.
0: Bye.